the idea of manhood. Episode 31. Uh, this is your boy, Five Mikes, husband, father, educator, writer, MC, coming to you again. Please, thank you. Thank you so much for being here and listening and tuning in. Um, and and visit theideamanhood.com. Uh, rate, review, and comment on the podcast, on iTunes, and wherever you listen. If you listen on SoundCloud, rate, review, and comment there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, there's a lot to talk about as usual. Um, you can probably hear it in my voice right now. It is early in the morning. Uh, I, I'm, I'm committed to getting these out on Thursday to the best of my ability. Um, and just the, the nighttime goes by so fast, man. Let me tell you something. If you have kids, um, you know, if you have kids and go to work, that time between when you get home from work and when the kids go to bed, it's like, it's the most crazy time ever. Like that, that time period is so, um, there's just so much to do. Like, even if you just talk it out and think about, all right, so you, you leave work. 5 o'clock, 5.30, whatever it is. Most people, if you have younger children, they're in some sort of daycare. You got to pick them up before 6 o'clock or they start charging you, all right? Um, so you got to, you know, fight through traffic, fight through metro, mark train, commuter train, whatever, bike share, whatever you got to do to get home and get your kids from daycare. You got to do that, all right? So if you have two children or three or more, you know, they might be in two different places. You got to go to two different places, pick them up. All right. So the energy that kids have at the end of the day is like, it's, it's just unbelievable. (laughs) Like you have kids that, you know, they're so excited to see you, which is, which is an awesome feeling. Like as a mom or a dad, you know, you see your kids and they're like, daddy, ah, you know, and that is that is something I remember even as a young kid, like, you know, watching my stepdad and my dad when the younger kids used to run up to him. Like, oh, that's that's a great feeling. That must feel really good. But then when you balance that with the fact that, you know, if you had a crazy day, you know, it's hard to keep that energy to match where your kid's energy is at that time. Cause they want to tell you about, oh daddy, this and this and this and this and this. And then that energy is on a thousand trillion until they go to sleep, which is usually, you know, if you get to them at 5.30, you know, you want your kids in bed 8.30, you know, 8, 8.30, depending on their age, right? And so you got to keep up that energy because when you get home, you know, assuming that your kids don't have practice, sports, band, you know, have to do some sort of extracurricular activity. When you get home, it's preparing dinner, it's looking at homework, it's making sure they eat, trying to, you know, talk to them too. And I think the whole thing that makes it crazy is that you're trying not to appear 
rushing. Like you don't want to appear that you're rushing to get them to bed. Because to me, ultimately, the most important thing is their bedtime. Homework, yeah, that's important, of course. But, you know, maybe they get some of their homework done at school or at their aftercare. So, you know, homework, you know, at the age of our kids, their homework is somewhat manageable now. You know, some days it is and some days it isn't. Um, But we have homework every day that needs to be checked or completed. Um, And depending on the time, whether it's science fair projects or write a book projects, whatever it is, you know, depending on the time, it might be a two hour job once you get home to look at homework. Then they have to eat. You have to prepare a meal, you know, and they have to eat. So shout out to all the people that uh, I mean, I don't even know if it's shout out worthy. It's not shout out worthy. I feel sorry for if it's just one person, if it's just either single moms or dads, or if you have a, a, a spouse or a mate that is either not involved by choice or not involved because maybe they work late or whatever. So shout out to all the people that have to handle all of that at the end of the day by themselves. Um, but shit, shit, still shout out to the people that have to do it with two people because it's hard. Duh. And um, so I started that to say that, you know, it's harder for me to get the podcast done at night because by the time the kids go down every day, we're not eating dinner until nine o'clock. Like my wife and I don't eat dinner until nine o'clock. We can eat with the kids, but it's like, you know, while they're eating, we want, we're doing something else where you know, preparing lunch for the next day where, you know, getting clothes out. We're just sitting down and catching a breather from our day, trying to reconnect ourselves. So it's, it's a lot going on. And so that, that witching hour between five, when you get off work and the kids go to sleep, it's crazy. I do more work in that three hour stretch than I do at work all day. So, um, you know, that's why I always laugh at, you know, when people without children are like, oh man, I'm so busy. I have so much to do. You know, I never belittle them. Um, outwardly, internally, I'm belittling like shit because I was like, I mean, that's cool. You got your little, you know, you got to go to a happy hour or, you know, you got to like, you know, hang out with your friends and it's so busy and you got to like finish your paper for grad school. Oh my God. It's so much to do. Um, so, (laughs) so yeah, I, uh, I definitely, uh, uh, I definitely belittle you all in my mind. Um, but yeah, so so I just want to, uh, that's why it's five o'clock in the morning and I am uh, recording this episode now because I want to get it out by, by, by today. I want to publish this and have it online by 7 a.m. That's the ambition. Uh, and the kids wake up in like 40 minutes and... Uh, you know, getting them together in the morning is is just as tough as as trying to capture all that energy and, and make it productive in the afternoon. So thank you for tuning in. All that to be said. Um, we have a lot to talk about. And, and the main idea today is I'm, the topic is uh, being a best man. Being a best man. That's the topic today. Um, 
And, and just to give you a little preview, I've never been one, <laughs> right? So, uh, yeah. But you know we got to talk about views from the six, six, six. Top five, top five, top five. Um, views from the six. Do I want to take a break? Nah, let's just keep rocking. Let's keep rocking. Um, I've been having some heated debates with my peoples out there about Drake's new CD. Drake released an album uh, last week, uh, maybe 10 days ago now, um, entitled Views. This is his third, fourth, depending on how you count, if you're reading this, it's too late. His third studio album, fourth if you count the mixtape, fifth if you count him and Future's mixtape. And by all accounts, um, everybody kind of, the, the word was, and the rumblings about Drake's album was that this album had to be his, like, magnum opus, his, his, his defining album, because everything up until now has been great, and it's been like a trajectory of, you know, him getting better, him having more notoriety, more fame, more money, and everybody was like, this album has to be his smash um, and a lot of people took that differently. Does it have to be a smash selling wise in terms of numbers or sales? Um, but I think most people felt like sonically it had to be that album that defined him as this generation's big, biggest star in hip hop. Right. Um, and sonically, I'm going to be honest. Uh, upon my first few listens, and I probably listened to the album now probably 12 times uh, in chunks, you know, not all at once because it's a very, uh, it's a very somber album. The album is very, uh, to me, it's flat, like it's a flat album. And I think uh, my first few listens, I was looking at that negatively, like, oh man, this, the, the view sucks because it's so flat. It's so like, there's not a lot of rises and falls. It's not a lot of um, a lot of the songs kind of blend into each other. You know, he's doing this whole pop reggae thing now that I absolutely hate uh, from him anyway. And um, you know, you have your trap influenced songs. You have your typical "I'm lonely," "Come give me a hug," Drake songs. You have your rap R&B fusion songs and he always has his two or three just where he's straight rapping. Now, here's the reason why I rate Views a little bit lower than some of his other albums and why I think it's a lazy album. Because, you know, when Drake raps, when Drake raps, there's nobody in the game right now that's popular. I'm not talking about your undergrounds. I'm not talking about, you know, the Joey Badasses, the Joel Ortizes, the 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 Dave East. I'm not talking about those guys because I feel like those guys aren't they're not on Drake's popularity level. So I'm talking about the people that we know at the top of the rap game. I'm talking about Drake. I'm talking about uh, you know, of course, the Kanye's, the Jay Z, the big names, the big big names. There's not a lot of those right now. <laughs> Right. There's not a lot of big, huge names in rap. It's like 
you know, of course, the J. Coles, the Kendricks, right? So it was like a tier. And I was like three or four or five at the top tier. J. Cole, Kendrick, Drake come to mind. That second tier, that's where the MCs are. That's where the rappers are. That's where, like, you know, those guys that can really go are in that middle level. Um, but in terms of that top level, when Drake raps, he is one of the best right now. You know what I mean? He's one of the best. Um, on this album, when he raps, uh, it's flat. It's boring. His voice sounds so uninspired. He has a song, Western Road Flow, or Western Road Flow, I think, and Views, and I think a song called Hype and Champion, where he's rapping. So you're like, yay, Drake's rapping. He's not sad. Um, but even his... his his rap sound uninspired, no enthusiasm. There's no like, I'm gonna get you on this on in his voice. So he's rapping and he's like, and then and then and and it's just like there's no push from his vocal box, and that to me is really really whack it sounds lazy yeah he has some little witty lines in there like he normally does but he doesn't have that mm, um and and it just it just it, it, he had so much more drive and push behind his voice i'm not even talking about the songs or the track or the production or even what is what he's saying i'm talking about the push behind his actual voice is so soft and so like just uninspired so that's part of the reason why the album isn't really connecting with me right now um and i hate uh the reggae pop drake so i'm not saying that these songs aren't catchy or these songs aren't gonna be played at every party this summer that i need a wonder got a hand at the end in my hand like that that song is horrible to me. It's going to be everywhere, and I'm probably going to sing it, and I clearly I know the words and the melody, but I hate it. I hate that coming from Drake. I hate that that's on his album as like a track that should be taken seriously. Um, he has that song, Controller. Controller. Dun -dun -dun. Controller. Like, uh, I don't like that space he's in with that, that rap, reggae, pop, you know. It's like, work, work, work. It's like, those songs are for, to me, this is misogynist, not misogynist, it's probably just sexist. Those songs are for women to make. Like Rihanna, let Rihanna make those albums. Let Rihanna make those tracks and you'd be features on them. But like to have, there's like six of those songs on this album. Too much. Too much of those songs on the album. So we've all heard the Drake reviews. We heard Joe Button yelling. I don't want to be that. I'm just going to say, I'm going to be very honest. Um, I'm. This is not my favorite drake album this is my least favorite drake album and i've loved all of drake's work you know i've been one of those guys that been like yo you gotta listen to drake trying to tell people you know um shout out to isa uh my boy like isa like hates everything about drake he hates his hair he hates his clothes he hates <laughs> everything about drake and um i'm always the one that's like yo give him a try you gotta listen listen to the lyrics like you know he's he's nice and then he drops this album I'm like well i can't even i can't do nothing for you man i can't even tell you listen um 
so yeah so that that's the views of that's the views of the view right um so i there's a i wish i'm trying to think if i should save this for its own episode but i i think i will i think i'm gonna save it i'll, I'll give you a preview i uh i i went to uh, my son let me get my thoughts together my son asked me maybe a month ago if I could chaperone his field trip. Um, now I know, I'm in education, so I know where children are developmentally um, and, and where their actions lie, where their brain development is and all that stuff. Pretty much every phase, like, you know, there's different phases of development. So I know from history that, that, that second, third, and fourth grade, specifically fourth and fifth grade, are not are my least favorite years in children like i don't like that age because with middle school students they're mature enough that you can you can get buck with them a little bit and 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 they'll still be okay you know you can you know you can shake the boat a little bit and 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 get real with them and they can process it a little bit you know, kindergarten through third grade, they're still playful. They're still cute. You know, the things they do that are crazy are just, you know, lack of experience, just them being, you know, whatever. But fourth and fifth grade, they're awkward. They think they know everything and know so little. Uh, and just the boys and the girls are so, to me, I'm not a teacher. I'm not in the classroom every day. So teachers and friends with kids at this age, tell me if I'm wrong. But like to me, fourth and fifth grade are the age where girls and boys are the most different. Are at their most dichotomized uh, state of behavior and maturity where the boys are just infantile and the girls are ridiculously adult like you know in terms of the, the manners in which they talk like the girls are like mimicking whatever they think women are doing in their lives whatever their moms are telling them they're trying to do that they're trying to catch attitudes and be extremely grown and boys are like babies and they're so immature and so bringing that group together is horrible is a nightmare for me and i told my son sure i'll go on a field trip with you um and your kid and your friends uh and it was the worst idea in my life i'm gonna dedicate an entire episode to that that's probably gonna be my next episode but th that's just a preview i just want to let y'all know what i was gonna talk about next time so um i'm gonna come back with the main the main topic for today um and and, I, and I, again i don't know what i'm going to say but i have a thought and we're going to talk about best man being a best man even though i haven't been one um not even okay i'll be back i'll be back hold tight top five top five top five okay <laughs> it's the stupid thing that drake does on his album like top five top five okay um so i'm trying to be introspective i'm trying to be honest with myself um this as i've said many 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 times in the podcast the podcast to me the preparation 
and the actual recording um, is therapeutic. Um, this is my therapy, without a doubt. Uh, I said this many times, and that's why I encourage so many men to do podcasts, even, you know, even if it's just to, even if you don't put it out, sit down, record yourself, listen to yourself, you know, give yourself time to have to do these things. Um, because, you know, this is the only time where, you know, I have 30, 35, 40 minutes of quiet, of uninterrupted, you know, when I'm not interrupted, where, you know, my thoughts and my you know, whatever I'm going through is important. If it's only important to me, uh, it's still, you know, it's it's the pressing thing right now. And so, you know, that's why for me, this podcast is, is so important. So as I was preparing for this and I was thinking, you know, I, I can't remember. I was watching the show. I think it might have been I don't know, Ray Donovan or something. I don't even know. And so if you don't watch Ray Donovan, this is about this show. He's a guy, he's like a, a fixer, and then he helps people do bad things, basically. And he was talking to some to some guy, and he asked him, the guy asked him, you know, how many, have you ever been a pallbearer? And Ray Donovan said, yeah, I have, um, many times. Um, and then the next question he asked him is, have you ever been a best man in a wedding? And Ray Donovan said, no. Um, and the guy's like, me either. And at that point, you know, I was sitting there and I was thinking like, yo, I've never been a best man. And I was looking, you know, I was thinking about my friends, my, my male friends. And, and I was thinking, you know what? I'm 40, almost, you know, 39, 30, all my 30s and 20s, people get married. I've never been a best man. And looking at my core group of friends, cool, you know, I'm just, that's why this is like, I probably never will be. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that, 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 I, that had me feeling kind of way. Like it had me feeling, I, like it made me stop and think for a second, you know? Um, And I didn't know what to do with that. And I was thinking and and so this is how stars align. Like this is how things align in your life where you know, like, you know, for the podcast, for example, I know that there's something I need to talk about when like a theme happens throughout week to week, you know. So I talked about the field trip. It was a field trip theme because I went on the field trip with my son's class. And then two days later, my wife went on the field trip with them. We had the same experience. And I was like, oh, I need to talk about that. You know, this best man thing and friendship thing came up. Shortly thereafter, or it might have been even before, I was, you know, scrolling through Twitter, looking through. And I follow a few different, you know, men empowerment sites or whatever. And, like, there were three different articles, three different you know, Twitter handles that were talking about male friendships and how, you know, as men get older, their friendships, uh, they have fewer and fewer friends and they lose connection and they, you know, they just, you know, a few articles I read and, and, and this is kind of commonly known, you know, between and amongst men that like, 
as you get older, your time commitments are drawn to other areas. And a lot of times, like, you just don't want to be bought, whatever it is, whatever it is. So the desire for intimate connection and get your minds out of the gutter. I'm not talking about physically intimate. I'm talking about just intimacy in terms of sharing ideas and sharing like thoughts and being challenged, you know, in a way that only someone that you really know can do. The desire for that increases as men and uh, as men get older. So I don't know. This is just my own you know, my theory, me theorizing here. Whereas I feel with women, women are establishing stronger friendships. And, and this is just even from what I see, you know, with my wife, uh, with, you know, my friends, uh, even family members, I see the women around me are establishing more meaningful friendships and I'm putting themselves out there more as they get older. It's like they're confidence and their ability to connect with others increases, you know, and they're able to establish meaningful friendships, even as they get older. Uh, with men, with me and people that I see around my circle, it's like the desire is there, but like the, the drive and the, you know, it takes a lot to be a friend. You know, it takes a lot to connect with people. That drive is decreasing. And like, you don't want to put the work in. I'm saying you and I'm really talking about me. Like, I don't want to necessarily put the work in to establish new friendships and go through getting to know new people and, you know, going through people's quirks and like, what is the driving? Why? For what? Like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just telling you. Like, why? Why are we doing that? Um, so it's 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 a it's a conundrum because, you know, we know that we need it because I also, here's another thing. I think that women, you know, at my age group or in and around my age group, they're putting a lot of their energy into establishing, you know, bonds with other women um, and with children, you know, like with the children in your life. And so, but what I see is that while the women are establishing these bonds with their kids and giving their all to their kids, they have an outlet with their friends. So they can say, okay, I'm going to give my kids my all. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do the homework. I'm going to, like what we talked about earlier, I'm going I'm to do the rush home and do the sports practices and games. But, you know, on Friday night or Saturday night or Tuesday or Wednesday night, I have my girls I can call and we can go away and we can at least commiserate together and we have a set of shared experiences men i'm telling you a lot of the men that i know uh don't have that of course some men do of course there are groups of men that are very strong but let me just speak for me then i don't have that when it comes to that break that everybody needs you know i i also am establishing that bond with our children. So, you know, I'm of the mindset, you know, whatever it is, if it's new age dads, if it's just dads in general, what dads have been doing all along, like I'm with my kids. Like it's not because I have to be, it's because I want to be, you know, like I, you know, I probably drop and pick off kids more than my wife does. You know, I help my son with his homework every day. 
I'm there. I walk them to the bus stop every morning. Like I'm there. We go to sports practice. You know, my daughter and I, we definitely take time to be together. And that's not because I want to and I'm not keeping score. But it's just that I recognize that, you know, it's not one of those things like the old, you know, that old age, you know, mom take care of the kid. He was, it was an episode of Blackish last night where, you know, it was funny as hell and it was amazing. I, first of all, if you're not watching Blackish, you need to be watching Blackish. Like, white, black, or not, like, that show is amazing. Um, but even on the episode last night, you know, the family got sick and the husband was the only person that didn't get sick and he had to take care of all the kids and it kind of showed that you know he was you know absent from the kids growth you know didn't know how to take care of them and his wife got sick and he was kind of trying to figure out how to take care of the kids and it's kind of like that old mentality and you know that's true for a lot of men and for a lot of families that's not true for me so you know I I say that to say uh, I do, do like tax. I say that to say this, beloved. Um, but I say that to say, you know, I spend a lot of time with the kids. And, you know, I recognize that I don't have an outlet. I don't have anybody. There's really very few people in my life that I can call be like, yo, I need a drink, let's go out. Or like, oh, yo, every Saturday we're gonna do this, or I'm gonna go hang out with, quote unquote, the boys, like, you know, everybody got their set of boys. Now I have male friends, of course, um, but like, I don't have like that consistent, I don't have anybody I can call and talk to on the phone, like, yo, can you just, yo, this is crazy what happened to me, listen, like, oh, my wife is getting on my nerves, or my kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, I don't have that outlet, I'm not, I don't have, I'm not anybody's best man. I'm not, no one's gonna call me, ask me for advice, another man for the most part, you know. Uh, uh, there's no one be like, yo, you, you, you're stressed out. Let, let's go, let's go to the club. Let, let's go to the Nats game. Let's, you know, let's, let's go see a Wizards game. Like, yo, let's take your mind off of what's going on at home and at work. Let's go hang out with the fellas tonight, you know, night on the town. Like, I don't have that. And the please recognize this is not a pity party. This is not me being or feeling sad or lonely for myself. It's just recognizing that I've put myself in a situation where I don't have like consistent male friends. I've alienated myself. As social and as outgoing as I like to think I am. Here's the realization. As social and as outgoing and as like I speak to everybody like I'm out there. I am an an extrovert extrovert. Like I am like all about going out there, getting to know people and you know, I don't. As, as as that as I am, I've alienated myself to 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 just be by myself. You know what I'm saying? Like I've you know I've seen situations where a group of guys that I know 
will all go out and post pictures online. They'll be out in the streets or whatever. And I didn't get a call. You know, I'll see where another group of friends like, oh, yeah, we went here. We went there. And I'm like, yo, y'all didn't, y'all, y'all didn't think to call me. Okay, that's cool. All right, you know what I'm saying? You know, um, and I have nobody to blame but myself. But why? So like, I was, I was, as I was preparing for this, I'm thinking like, why? What is it? Like, you know, a lot of times, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I have a few theories. I have a few theories. Like, I don't, I don't want to go. I don't like going out and doing ratchet stuff. Like, I don't like going out. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. I have a few thoughts as to why I don't, I necessarily don't uh, keep in contact with folks or, you know, I have friends, I have friends now that I've had since high school, you know, guy friends, male friends that I've known since high school that, you know, we follow each other on Facebook you know, at the, at the, at the, at the class reunion, it's like, yo, you know, it's great to see you. Great to keep in contact, but I don't keep in contact with them. You know, it's not them. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it's not them. It's me. You know, these are all guys that live in a 30 mile radius of where I live, you know? Uh, so going back from, from high school, there are male friends that I had from high school that I just, I don't do a good job keeping up with them. You know, most of my male friends that I have now are from college, whether it's my fraternity brothers, you know, people that I've known for dang near 20 years since since college days. Um, you know, there, there are male friends that I've known for 20 years since my freshman year in college. And, you know, we might keep in contact here, there, and there might be like one or two and I'm thinking maybe three male friends right now that I keep in contact with, you know, whether it's, you know, text or we might work together in different capacities and education, you know. But in terms of like hanging out and, you know, if if they were getting married and they needed a best man, they wanted to call somebody, they wouldn't call me. Right. Uh, and I don't I don't know, like. I'm just a horrible friend. I think what it boils down to it is, and the title of this episode should be, I'm a horrible friend. You know, um, I'm I'm not good at that. I, I don't know if it's something that is just a man thing. Like, are men just not good friends? No, because I see other men that seem to have good friendships. You know, people that call each other. A lot of times when my guy friends call me, I don't answer the phone. <laughs> I'm horrible because like, I just don't like, you know, like a lot of my, a lot of people, my mom, a lot, you know, my, my friends sometimes call me, they call me like 6.30 and based on what I was telling you, that's the worst time to ever call me. Don't ever call me between 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. ever. But then when else am I going to talk? So <laughs> I don't know. I've alienated myself and I'm not even sure if I want to unalienate myself. I'm not sure if I want to like, oh, now I'm going to start calling my, my male friends like, yo, what up, man? Just checking on you, making sure you're okay. Even though, 
uh, there was a stretch, you know, a few weeks ago, like this really, this whole year, really 2015, 16, where it's like people just been dying, right? And so, you know, I did make it a point, you know, I, I've been trying to at least text some of my friends, like, yo, just checking on you, man, just checking, making sure you're okay. The, 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 having a male bond is important to me, and I'm not gonna lie and say it's not. Having bonds with other men. It is important to me. It is because I recognize that I need an outlet. I need a positive outlet outside of my household where I can be another extension of myself. You know, I'm never I've never been the type like, yo, and I'm gonna tell you, I don't know if this is man law, man secret or what. But a lot of men out there, when they're at home, they're Susie Homemaker, they're prim and proper, they're, you know, yes, you know, yes, dear, I love you, and they're with the kids, and they're, you know, everything is great. And when they go out in the streets, they're straight slime thugs, you know, <laughs> like they're just straight grimy. I'm talking Cameron in the 90s grimy. I'm talking Lil Wayne in 2004 grimy. I'm talking Joe Button grimy. Like dudes are like Jekyll and Hyde when they're at home and then when they're with their boys. I don't like that. I'm going to just tell you that right now. Now, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't go out with my boys and go to a, you know, a strip club or go and have a cigar and have some, you know, cognac or something. I'm not saying I wouldn't do that because I love that, but that's just not what I want to spend all of my outside of the house time doing. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I'm going to commit. Maybe that's what this episode is for, you know, why God is allowing me to do this episode. I'm going to commit to like, I'm going to do better with that. I'm going to do better with keeping a connection with my male friends, you know, and, and, and just being more available, I guess. Um, and just recognizing that, you know, I need an outlet. Like I'm in the house every weekend. You know, because y'all know my schedule with my son and his sports is like Saturday and Sunday is game time during the day. Sunday too. You know, outside of church, we might have to watch church on our phones or on our iPads because we have a game at 10 o'clock halfway across Maryland um, or a game at 2 o'clock, you know, down the street. So, you know, on the weekends during the day, I'm on the road. And so by the time nighttime comes, I'm like so exhausted. And there are times, especially recently, we're like, yo, I need to get out of this house. Like, that's real. Like, there are times when I need to be away from everyone in my family. And, you know, right now I don't have an outlet where I can do that. And I re I'm recognizing it and I'm saying it on this podcast. I'm going to do better with 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 reconnecting with my guy friends and I know that my guy friends the ones that I am close with are gonna clown me SK is gonna clown me he's gonna be like pause he's gonna be like stop it you know uh, there's gonna be people that clown me and that's cool like I don't have a problem being clown I stay being clown they know not to come for me because they know that I'm gonna clap back and it's gonna be a problem um, so don't get it twisted. I still got that fire in my clapback season. Um, 
but no, nah, for real, I'm, I'm gonna do better with that. But I do recognize that I'm, you know, I'm probably gonna die and not be anyone's best man. And that's something that I remember being a young person, you know, and for my wedding, like it was such, you know, choosing my best man was like meant so much to me. And Gary, my boy Gary is my best man. You know, he's my son's godfather and he's like my best male friend. And, you know, um, that was an important decision for me. You know, and I saw a lot of my male friends getting married around me. And I was, you know, I've been in a, a few weddings here and there. Uh, but, like, I remember, like, man, when I be a best man, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to make sure that the groom is, like, taken care of, that he don't have to worry about nothing. I'm going to get the other, you know, groomsmen in line. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take it seriously. Da, da, da. And I won't have that opportunity because I'm a horrible friend. I'm a horrible person to keep in contact with. And I'm going to do better. Uh, and and that's the charge that I'm charging myself with. But anyhow, yo, thank you so much for listening. Um, be a better friend. Be a best man out there, fellas. You know what I'm saying? You need it. You need a positive outlet outside of your family, outside of your job. Men, we need that. Women are doing it. Women are keeping their connections and establishing more connections. We need to do that. You know, it's positive connections too. Not someone's gonna have you out in the street. Um, you know, and in in, you know, just out in the street doing things you shouldn't be doing. Um, we need positive uh, outlets. So, thank you for tuning in, to episode thirty-one. It's the idea of manhood. Your boy Five Mics. The microphone gives me wings. I'll holler at y'all later. Peace. <laughs>